More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Buck Brief. We've got Chris Christie dropping his presidential bid. Iowa caucuses preview. We'll talk about that. Also, Wall Street Journal editorial that says blocking the road is civil terrorism. I want to dive into that with you. Some GOP folks not happy with Speaker Mike Johnson over spending and border issues. Uh, we shall certainly discuss. And then a hundred million dollar con by a woman pretending to be uh, running military youth programs. A hundred million dollars. We shall discuss all this. All right, let's start with Chris Christie. Uh, I know why he was running, but I'm going to say things like I don't understand why he ran because. He uh, I, I, I get that he wanted to get attention and that he hates Trump and that he wanted to be able to take shots at Trump on the biggest stage he could. But you would think that at some level, if you're really about the country, it should be about more than uh, getting some media attention and more than a personal vendetta. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? How much if you study history, if you sit and and look back at some of the biggest challenges that our our leaders have faced and the way they've responded. Ego and vanity, um, these are things that lead to some disastrous decision-making and consequences. I mean, ego of individuals. And I think Chris Christie was running on a vanity retribution tour. And now we had him on a Clay and Buck show a number of times. And I was fair to him. Um, I, I don't have any personal animus toward Chris Christie. I've actually never met the guy. I've interviewed him many times going on uh, a decade now. 
And I, I felt like he was only doing one thing, which was showing up to say, you know, Donald Trump is horrible. I hate Donald Trump. He's awful. He's a, and, you know, at some level, I think it's it's just disrespectful as well to the Republican voter because it, his message was just, you know, if you vote for Trump, you're being swindled. You know, there are a lot of people that I know who are fully aware of what you could say some of Trump's uh, shortcomings are. There are a lot of people I know who are by no means um, surprised when anyone brings up some of the idiosyncratic aspects of uh, Trump's personality. Uh, Idiosyncratic might be way too kind a way to say it for some people, but you get what I'm saying. But they understand that they also, they like the policies, they like the fight, they like the fact that he's a brand, a brand that can take on, because really now politics is all about brands. This is also why I believe that the Biden brand is what is going to be running for the Democrats. It's not about individuals who make decisions. It's not about character. It's not about leadership. It is just about perception of really a name at this point. Uh, And that is what people vote for. And how does voting for that name make them feel? Well, Chris Christie never even stopped to answer the question for any real for any voters. Why are you running again? It was all just Trump is awful and and Trump is terrible, all that kind of stuff. And so he's dropped out as I sit here and speak to you. um, And that means that Nikki Haley is going to be in an even stronger position in New Hampshire. Uh, In fact, Nikki Haley might end up being the um, leading contender for New Hampshire in the polls after this, based on the math that I've seen. She'll be very close to it. She'll be right alongside Trump assuming that Chris Christie support almost entirely goes to Nikki Haley. Um, Some of it may go to Ron DeSantis. I think that's uh, a little bit unlikely. But I'll tell you this. You know how I knew that Christie was not really all about what he was saying he was all about? Um, Chris Christie was on MSNBC way too much. Honestly, Chris Christie was appearing on MSNBC and... You got the sense that he liked it, and that he likes Joe Scarborough, that he likes Mika, that he wants the attention, and that this is always the siren song of the Democrat elites. It seduces so many, so many um, Republicans over time. You know, the pat on the head from the New York Times editorial board. It is something that very few Republicans over the long term who are in the public eye are able to resist. Mitt Romney fell victim to it. Um, there are many. I mean, there are so many Republicans now for whom being anti-Trump is essentially their identity, at which point you have to say, so you're a Democrat, right? I mean, you'll notice that Liz Cheney recently said that uh, Donald uh, Trump is unfit to be president, you know, should be disqualified from being president. And also that Ron DeSantis is unfit. Like, oh, okay. So I guess Joe Biden is fit, Liz. You know, this is what ends up happening to people. But it is a tale of ego. It is a tale of vanity. It is people who pretend to care about the greater good when they really just care about their own feelings. And and the notion of ego being so important too. You know, we're all forgotten very quickly. You know, certainly within two generations, a lot of people sooner than that, nobody even really remembers. And so you want to do good things for the sake of doing good things. You want to be the most positive influence um, you can possibly be while you still have time on this earth. But being obsessed with 
your reputation um, and and that it somehow is really all about you, that the narcissism, that's probably a better way even than ego and vanity to describe this, the narcissism that is the center of some of these political campaigns is uh, pretty astonishing. Now, I know people will say, you know, Trump is a narcissist. I'm, I'm not going to say the guy doesn't have a very high self-regard, obviously, um, but he still has a mission in mind, and I think that he still very much believes uh, in that mission, and that will benefit a lot of people. This is what I mean about Trump voters know what they're getting. They understand all aspects of Trump, and they still want him to be the Republican nominee. And Chris Christie looked on that with uh, with disdain. Chris Christie always felt like there's something wrong with that. Now, from our sponsor, is there a change coming to the U.S. dollar this year? Former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari is still very much of the belief that it could, and it could happen as soon as this year. He thinks the biggest risk to Americans is not a spreading war in Ukraine or the Middle East, but the security of the U.S. dollar. He's so adamant on this point that he's published a video online with all the details, including how you might prepare. Go to MoveYourCashNow.com to learn the three steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth in the coming months and year. Again, go online to MoveYourCashNow.com, or you could end up holding a bunch of worthless dollars. That's MoveYourCashNow.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Uh, I totally agree with this editorial that blocking the road is civil terrorism. I absolutely hate when people do this. Um, I, I've even, I think there was one time when I think there were some people on the right who did this for some reason. They were blocking traffic on some bridge. And I went on radio. I said, this is crap. They got to knock this off right away. And people said, oh, but it's so important. No, no, that's what the left does. All right, you don't have the right to block people's access to get where they have to go. It's a big deal. People are on their way to work. What if someone gets fired because they were late? What if somebody misses a job interview they've been waiting months, maybe their whole life for? You know, what if someone's going to see a sick relative? You're you're gonna you're gonna slam them in traffic for an hour because yeah, climate change or yeah, Palestine. You've got to be kidding me. It's outrageous. Um this is a piece by uh, Tal Fort Gang is the guy's name. And he's talking about these anti-Israel activists who are running around doing this all over the country. Um, and here you go. He says, Law- law-abiding Americans can signal that such an outcome is impossible, meaning giving in to the anti-Israel folks, by raising the cost of future demonstrations by enforcing the law. When localities plagued by civil terrorism do so, They send the message they won't let bad actors take advantage of good citizens. These crimes don't warrant deadly force, but decent people count on law enforcement to restore order. There are significant consequences, until there are significant consequences, prison time and fines, blocking interstates, bridges, and airports is not going to stop. I, who is this guy, by the way? I like this guy. Adjunct fellow at the Manhattan Institute, Mr. Fort Gang, uh, Tal Fort Gang. Totally agree with him. Totally agree with him. This should be a uh, this should be a carceral offense, meaning that's the term that the anti-prison people always use. Uh, they should lock you up for this. I mean, you, you know, you should fir- first offense. You want to block traffic for some political reason? Uh, first offense, you know, I don't know what, 30, 60 days in jail. Second offense a year. I mean, make this make this serious. Make this real. Uh, you know, and, and this has to just become automatic in places. You know, if they won't do this. It's because they don't care about protecting you from this, right? If the authorities won't enforce the law or won't have strong enough laws that they can do this, and if prosecutors and judges won't do this, 
Uh, it's it's outrageous. We have free speech. We don't have the right to effectively what they really do when you snare somebody in traffic jam. It's like a form of kidnapping, right? Because because they're you can't leave. They are stealing your time. They are stealing from you. Um, they are stealing your ability to move freely. They are inhibiting your freedoms. And and really, you know, I mean, I'd say to you this way: there's a reason why. Airlines, which I've also got a lot of problems with, airlines have to allow you to get off after three hours on the tarmac because telling you you can't get off this plane and we're going to keep you as long as you want feels like kidnapping, right? They used to do that, by the way. Six hours, eight hours, you know, no water, people passing out. It's monstrous, monstrous what some of these airlines used to get away with and still do in different capacities. Uh, you know, if you ever want to know what it was like to live in the Soviet Union, you know, just you, you ride an American airline uh, carrier and deal with the customer service, deal with the new uh, airline attendants uh, that they have. And yeah, it's, um, it's a real, it's a real thing, folks. It feels like you're flying the Soviet skies. Yeah. Our planes don't fall out of the sky as much as the Soviets did, but the seats are uncomfortable. The service is garbage. They don't care how much they inconvenience you. They don't care what, what kind of, um, you know, they ruin your vacation, ruin your weekend or destroy your work conference, whatever. Never, never, never any sense of like, oh, man, we're sorry about this. They're, they're not. Anyway, back to the um, civil terrorism charge here for people that are blocking roads. I, I, I think it's absolutely critical. I, I think it is uh, it is essential that they do this. And um, they need to really just start enforcing this law. They need to really get it going. Um, I, I want I would I if I were a judge, like I said, first time you block traffic, I, you know, if it's if it's like an interstate. It's a major highway. If it's a bridge uh, where, people, where a lot of people are backed up for miles, uh, you're, you're going to jail for two or three months. I mean, really, you're sitting in a cell for two or three months. First offense. And, you know, beyond that, um, I would have to say you're going for a year. You do it again, you're going away for a year. And I don't know if you want to get to a third offense, you want to test Judge Sexton over here. I, I'd start I'd start racking up years. OK, now you get three years, you know. Now you get five years. That'll send a message real fast. Now, some of you probably think that three months or two months is too much. Okay, but just understand. Yeah, I, I kind of want to make it five years first offense as well. Right now, it's nothing. It's a ticket. None of these people are spending time in prison. They're all out the same day. So I understand it can feel good to paint you know, a right wing people pound the table. We're like, oh, law and order. I'm like, well, yeah, I want law and order too, but. We got to you know, take steps in the right direction. We're not even doing that right now. What we're doing is, uh, well, not, nothing's really going on. It, it's, uh, it's absurd. We'll talk to you about uh, Speaker Johnson here in, in just a moment and, and how I tell people the truth about these, you know, these different speakers and how we are told it's going to make such a big difference. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel the Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget since then, it has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook lost his life in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school. He left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel the Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. 
America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. I donate every month, so please join me in this. It's only $11 a month that they're asking for. T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It's a fantastic organization. Honored to be partnered with them and uh, really hope that you will um, donate, please. I think it's uh, absolutely worth it. So now we have my friends, um, Mike, uh, Speaker Johnson here. All right, Speaker Johnson, here's what's going on. Some members of the House are blocking some routine action on the floor. They're annoyed about all this. About 12 GOP members. We've got, let me see here, Bob Good, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're not happy with Johnson. Um, and they know that we got a razor-thin majority in the House and, and all this. And look, this goes to spending. It goes to the border, you know, um, a bunch of different members of Congress weighing in on this. Let me, let me just say this right now. It's very easy for people, especially people like me who make a living talking about politics in the news to say, oh, if only we had a different speaker, then so many things would be better. But look at what's going on right now. We got rid of Kevin McCarthy, and now we have, through Johnson, Kevin McCarthy-esque policies. And he's just going to say, oh, well, we have a razor-thin majority, so I got to do what I got to do. Well, guess what Kevin McCarthy was saying, everybody? I I remember this. I was talking to people. I was out in uh, South Bend, Indiana, did a live event, and the whole audience there, great people, but the whole audience there pretty much were, oh, man, we got to get rid of McCarthy. It's going to change everything. I said, honestly, if you want to get rid of McCarthy, I don't care. I don't know the guy. I don't like the guy. You know, I don't know anything about him other than what he does in Congress, did in Congress. But I was honest with him. I said, it's not going to change anything. It's just not going to change anything. That that will not do anything. This is like when people say, oh, we need to impeach Mayorkas. I sit here and I go, okay, they're just going to replace Mayorkas with some other functionary who does all the Democrats will. You got to win the election, everyone. You got to have power. If you're just going to you know, go through the motions and remove people who are going to be replaced and have the exact same policies, you know, if we could choose somebody different than Mayorkas to run DHS, I'd say, yeah, sure. Impeach him, remove him, great, but not going to do anything. And I think sometimes some of these feel-good measures in Congress are, uh, you know, it's it's a fundraising opportunity for different individuals, chance to get on Fox News, but it's not really about changing anything in a meaningful way. And Johnson signed on to this spending package with Democrats, and he's not going to shut down the government over the border, so... You're getting Kevin McCarthy policies. I mean, people can say different things. Oh, we well, got to watch this play out. And I'm worried about control of the House. I'm worried Democrats may actually take uh, control of the House in this election. Worried about it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a real concern. Things looking a little bit better on the Senate side. And ultimately, you know, we talk about all this stuff with the spending, but you can't in American politics right now have a serious conversation about reducing spending. You can't have a serious conversation about it. It's not possible because they will say that uh, Medicare and Social Security are off the table. Well, if that's the case, then we're not doing anything serious to reduce spending. You know, all the automatic spending is automatic. And then the discretionary stuff we quibble about and we end up thinking we have some victory because of a decrease in the increase in spending. Well, you know, what ends up happening here? People who have assets, they'll be fine. You know, if you own a bunch of homes, you have a lot of stock. But people that work for wages, their wages just go less and less far. Inflation hurts them the most. 
This is what's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen because nobody wants to be told there's no Santa Claus. We all think the Fed is Santa Claus, just gives us, or the Treasury, depending on well, you know both, I guess. They just give us all the money we need. They spend all the money we need to spend. People talk about how crazy mon- modern monetary theory is. We're kind of doing that. You know, we spend too much money and then we try to wrestle down inflation. That's really modern monetary theory. You know, they just want to spend more, but we're already spending way too much. So it's just arguing over the definition. And if you want to get a sense of what I mean by how much we're spending, um, you got to wait for this next story. But, you know, do you feel prepared? I was just talking to you about how much spending is going on. What do you think is going to happen if the dollar collapses? Um, What do you think happens if things get really ugly again? And we have a really big recession or you have real civil unrest. You got to protect yourself. okay? and one way to protect yourself financially is through diversification into precious metals like gold. Gold has been used historically to protect assets against inflation. It's a global reserve asset and countries are buying massive amounts of gold as a hedge against financial collapse. Time to help protect yourself and invest in gold. Stop thinking things are going to get better. You need to look out for yourself and your family. Go to the Oxford Gold Group. I've worked with them for years. That's who I know. That's who I trust. You can have gold in your 401k or have real gold sent to your home discreetly. Visit OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free and order the investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and earn up to $2,500 in free gold. That's Oxford Gold, uh, OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free, OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. And uh, you can you can see for yourself, Oxford Gold Group, Gold Group is the best at this. Um, a uh, 57-year-old woman, I was speaking about spending too much, stole $100 million from the United States Army. Okay? $100 million. She bought 31 homes and 70 supercars and motorcycles. This woman lived in Texas. She was a, a financial program manager, child health and youth lifelong development, from the 4-H Military Partnership Grant, this woman collected $100 million from the United States military over years. And no one even noticed till now. I know they're going to say, oh, well, justice is done. You didn't notice $100 million going to a fraudster? This is what I mean. The system is a mess. There's way too much spending. And we're not even having an adult conversation about what it would look like to bring that spending down. So all the stuff about the Speaker of the House, yeah, the real problem is... We need, honestly, austerity measures in this country. We need to say, look, we gotta we gotta do some things that aren't gonna be that popular, but are good for the long run and are gonna put us on sound. You know, we need a diet. The American people need a financial diet. Or go on a diet, I mean. And, you know, we've had too many cookies for too long, but it's not popular. And if you wanna win, you gotta say things that people wanna hear. So you know, I'm here to tell you the truth. I don't know. Other people can say, Oh yeah, you know, everyone everyone gets a everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets a free car. It's not a good idea, but that's what we've been doing. Real talk here, friends. More tomorrow. Shields High. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. 
People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 